Open Field Radio. Like, subscribe, share, and review wherever podcasts are found. Open Field Radio. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Where ag and life collide. Brought to you by Gowan. Gene and Sarah Monster, Monster Turf, Brookville, Indiana. Your lawn and baseball fields. We talk it all right now. Hello, America, and a growing audience around the world. Welcome to Open Field Radio, raising the hip factor in agriculture. And I think we are. I honestly think we are. How the heck are you? I feel like it's been forever since we've gotten together, but we are here. Season three continues, and we are happy to be doing this. Took a little time off life and work and crazy and all that stuff all kind of collided. So we had to catch our breath, and boy, did we. And we are back at full steam ahead. Great show today. A very interesting show show you'd think well okay but who knows and i think i got it figured out but i'm not sure you do we're talking with gene and sarah monster that's monster m-o-s-t-e-r no n monster turf brookville indiana that's right turf we're talking lawns grass baseball fields football fields and some serious football and baseball fields at that and it's a fascinating conversation and a lot of it i didn't know honestly and that's not uh, that's not a stretch in any direction but i didn't know much about grass except my own great people so nice and you know what uh who doesn't want to talk about their lawn right well they got a lot of lawn to talk about and a lot of insights so get ready and yeah get your pencils out because you know what they just might answer your question also a big congratulatory shout out to our host company our big sponsor gowan company for 60 years celebrating 60 years of gowan company last week i happened to be at that event go figure and it was a sight to see all week long. Fantastic. And congratulations to the Justin family and to Gowan Company. I can't say enough, sincerely. Did you know, I just learned this. Did you know that you can tell Siri, hey, Siri, play the Open Field Radio podcast and Siri will? I did it. I tried it. It's the coolest thing ever. That's pretty awesome. Check it out for yourself. Just tell Siri what you want it to do, right? So cool. And Open Field Radio continues to climb up the Feedspot.com podcast chart for agriculture podcasts. That is a lot of podcast categories out there. But in the ag podcast category, Open Field Radio just jumped to number 13. Yes, we are deep into the top 20, along with other great shows like the Modern Acre podcast, Agriculture Technology podcast, Idle Chatter. There's a big show, Shark Farmers in there, Ag Daily and Success farming podcast i am honored to have our show as part of that list and we're going to continue to climb you just watch well enough of all of that we've got a show to get to and you know what it's an awesome show at that get ready gene and sarah monster monster turf we're going to talk everything grass and lawn and football fields and you name it and it's coming at you in plus or minus 90 seconds open field radio Remember that time your dad walked in and said, get off the couch and get a job? And you're like, a job? Come on. Well, here's one to throw in the mix. Skip the job. How about a career at Gowan? Maybe you're in agriculture. Maybe you're in science. Maybe you're none of that. Check it out at gowanco.com slash careers. Great opportunities available, and they're all cool. Careers right here in America and around the world. Come see it for yourself. That's gowanco.com slash careers. And tell them you heard it on Open Field Radio. Raising the hip factor in agriculture. Yeah. Open Field Radio. 
So you know when you're digging around online and you find those lists of if you like this, then that? Well, this one's pretty cool. Maybe it's one of those they know you buy the company you keep kind of things. But I found a list that said if you like open field radio, then you might like these podcasts. Check it out. How about Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett? Not bad. How about the Ben Shapiro show from the Daily Wire? How about Dateline NBC? How about the Daily Show from the New York Times? That's only the biggest podcast in the world. NPR News and Conan O'Brien's podcast. You know what? You know them by the company they keep. That's pretty good company. That's why you listen to Open Field Radio. This is Larry Jamison from Maple Grove, Minnesota, and I'm driving across the great state of Iowa and listening to Open Field Radio. Connecting with the best audience in ag podcasts. One episode at a time, one listener at a time. Open Field Radio. And away we go. Open Field Radio Season 3, Episode 2. Gene and Sarah Moster, Moster Turf. It all starts right now. I think my first question is, because I know nothing about nothing where this is concerned, turf and sod, are they the same? Are they different? Well, <laughs> When we first started in the sod business, you know, turf and sod was unanimous. Um, but since the advent of the artificial turf, most people consider turf the artificial, and sod is the live natural product. Okay. Well, I, I guess that makes sense. Sure. Why not? So do you do both? Do you do both the artificial and the natural turf? Well, we don't install the artificial, but what got us into the professional level was my wife says brother started a company that got into developed a government hybrid between artificial turf and real grass and when he developed that he worked with us to grow it and, and, and raise it for the cool season grasses up in the northern part of the country you firstly take an artificial product and it's got a lot fewer fibers and it's on a biodegradable backing, and we lay it out on plastic and fill it with sand, the USGA-grade sand, and actually grow grass on pure sand on plastic. <laughs> so let me jump in here real quick, because at this point in the interview, I'm talking along to two very nice people about sod, turf, whatever, grass. And I think I've got this thing pretty figured out. And he drops the bomb about hybrid turf. And I'm like, wait a minute, what did you say? Hybrid turf. Now, I'm new to this game. I've told you, I know nothing about nothing when it comes to most of this stuff. So, you know, the hybrid thing, I didn't know. And it did. It blew my mind. I thought, what the heck are we talking about? Turf or fake grass or whatever you want to call it. And real grass together in one product? Holy cow. Wow. Okay, back up a second. So it's hybrid turf that is both artificial turf and natural turf. Correct. Oh, my God. So when you harvest it, all the roots are harvested with the product. And that's the whole point of it is to harvest the roots with the artificial and real grass all together. I mean, uh, why not, right? In this day and age, why not? So how long has this been going on? Um, we, we started with him in uh, 1999, um, putting the first field in and raising it. That's what got us started in it. Um, that was for the Cincinnati Reds for the Great American Ballpark. And that was built good in 2001. Well, uniquely enough, our second episode ever of Open Field Radio was with Steve Lord, who was at the time, I don't know if he still is, is the head head groundskeeper for yeah. Great American Ballpark. Yeah. So. He's the one we worked with. Oh, 
How awesome. Also. Small world, huh? So as I say, I would be remiss at my job if I did not direct your attention to that episode, season one, episode two, if I'm not mistaken, of Open Field Radio. We were brand new. The whole thing had just started, and I was fired up to be talking with a Major League Baseball groundskeeper. I just thought it was so awesome, and it was awesome. Stephen Lord was the guy's name. If you're new to Open Field Radio, jump back in those episodes. Check that out because it's super cool. We say that Open Field Radio is about looking at the one degree of separation between agriculture and life. I'm not sure if it gets any more spot on than a groundskeeper for a major league baseball team that is about that covers it all right there the whole darn thing check it out season one episode two Stephen lord open field radio now back to gene and sarah what is it like to step into that professional sports realm as a turf provider <laughs> the first time i stepped on a baseball field it was in awe actually the the very first time I was actually on a field was I got to help the Moats group um, put in a Super Bowl field for Miami down when it's in 1999, the Super Bowl down in Miami. And because I got started with this product and they was using this product in Florida, he brought me along to help put it in because I was familiar with it. So my first experience was for a Super Bowl field getting ready for the Super Bowl. Just a small step. The Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking. I was looking at your website, and you have a list there of the pro sports fields and things of the sort that you guys do. And I saw you've done three Super Bowl fields. Yeah, three Super Bowl fields. The Ohio State Stadium. The year Go they. Bucks. Yeah, the, the year they won the national title. The last time they won the national title was on our newly laid sod. There you go. There you go. Well, and I I see on your list here, I am a, uh, I bleed Dodger blue. I'm sorry, but I do. And I see you guys have done Dodger Stadium. I was like, I got to talk to these folks. I just have to talk to them. Yeah, the Dodger Stadium project was, I mainly just went to help a brother's company. Um, there was three of us went out from this area. We went out, spent five weeks working, redoing the field. Well, I give to spend five minutes on that field. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. Then let me ask you, hybrid aside, does anybody still, does anybody in pro sports not use a hybrid or an artificial? Do they go with all natural turf? Most are going to the artificial turf now mm -hmm. because of dome stadiums. In Arizona, you got natural grass because they can roll the whole stadium out, yeah. the whole field out. Um, but yeah, there's a handful of them. Um, soccer is the only sport that's not allowed to play on artificial. They have to be on real grass. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, professional soccer and worldwide soccer. And, and that's why in 2013, when the soccer teams came to the exhibition games, you know, we got to work on three stadiums where we had to put the real grass in on top of artificial so they could play the game. And then we had to go back, take it back out after the game. Wow. <laughs> You're listening to Open Field Radio. Got trouble with Nuts Edge? Who doesn't have trouble with Nuts Edge? What you need is effective Nuts Edge control that lasts. Sedgehammer herbicide from Gallup. Company. Effective Nuts Edge Control controls both purple and yellow Nuts Edge. Low use rate, perfect for warm or cool seasons. Controls Nuts Edge above and below the ground. That's one of the important parts right there. And of course, it's pets and people friendly. You can return as soon as it's dry. Great for commercial application, large coverage areas. Complete systemic control, 7 to 14 days. Long lasting results. That's season long efficacy under normal pressure. So take control of Nuts Edge with Sedgehammer Herbicide. Always Read and follow label directions from Gowan Company. Greatness is hard to come by. 
but it's my job to fight it. Open Field Radio. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. It's that simple. It's that one degree of separation. It's where ag and life collide. Open Field Radio, wherever podcasts are found. I feel like the more shows we do, the more we get to know each other. You know what I mean? I know you, you know me. Oh, look, we're just regular people, right? I mow my yard, you mow your yard. Regular stuff. And when it comes to promoting Open Field Radio, I need regular people to tell other regular people this show is happening. So tell somebody. Knock on somebody's door, call them up, send them a text, whatever, and tell them you're listening to Open Field Radio, and by golly, they should be too. It'll be awesome, I promise, because that's what friends do at Open Field Radio. Quick shout out to some folks we know are listening to Open Field Radio. Big hello to Liverpool, New York, Holden, Massachusetts, Fort Bragg, California, Irving, Texas, Hernando, Mississippi, Saskatoon, Canada, Adelaide, Australia, and Alexandria, Egypt. Thanks for listening. From the Gowan Global Studio deep inside the Lee Hotel, this is Open Field Radio. As a consumer, if I want a great lawn, could I call you guys? Yep, yep. Actually, I started farming in 1981 on my own. Um, I was born and raised on a hog farm, and so grew up that. And then um, I met my wife in 1981, and her family was in the side business. And so when we got married in 1984, she brought the idea of bringing the sod into our company. And over the years, we started with two acres of sod and sold to landscapers and homeowners, whoever would buy it at the time. And then we grew and our our two boys came along and they stayed with us through the operations through college. And our youngest son is still with us and he's going to continue the sod business as we get closer to retirement. That's how my brother kind of noticed we we have a position at our farm to raise his specialized product. And the opportunity just kind of fell in our laps mm-hmm. greatly and gratefully uh, that it, it just had a, a great opportunity for us to continue on this expansion of that field. Gene was talking about well this you, you you speak to a very timely and very uh the general market may not know this but the technology in agriculture in general it never stops and you guys are a prime example of that with the hybrid product and those kinds of things how you can continue down one path or you can evolve with the technology and find a you know a continuation that is endless yeah yeah you really need to in this mm. line of work because it's, it's given us great opportunity, and we're so happy to have been able to do it. What is the progress and the development as you move forward with this product? Uh, actually, since COVID, it, it's kind of, um, I just found out um, from the most group that developed it, they can't even get the product now from overseas. The product is made overseas. So right now, it's kind of not doing much now, but uh, with the new blues they got, now we're raising bluegrass on pure sand and doing similar thing, but without the artificial in it now. Supply chain is a big factor to what you do. Yep. If, if, and you have to think in advance, <laughs> you know, because the product has, what, Gene, a couple years to grow, so, or is that right. correct? A year. a year to grow. So you have to think far in advance of... Um, of your line of what you're going to be doing. Well, is is the professional side and the commercial side, commercial being uh, the homeowner, the general market side, is the process any different if, you know, for instance, if the Cincinnati Reds, the Dodgers, the Dolphins, anybody calls you up and goes, hey, you know what, we need some new grass. Or if I call you up and go, hey, I need some new grass, is the process, the thought process any different? 
for the professional level, we grow it specifically for them. We have products because we're one of the very few in the country that I know of that actually bring sand in to match the sand of the profile. Because all these stadiums are actually raised 100% pure sand. They're not soil. And because of that, we actually brought the sand in to match the stadium's sand profile. And so when they get it, you don't have any barrier causing water to slow down. Because any time you put soil on top of sand, water will accumulate on top of the soil. You want that to flow through so you don't lose games. <laughs> and, and homeowners, you don't have that issue. So the homeowners in commercial is just based on a co conventional ground. But what we did do is we're a small farm. We're, we're not a big farm like most of these guys. And we are very specific for quality. So we want a quality to match through the homeowner's lawns. So we do a lot of things to give the highest quality to even the homeowners because of our experience with the professional stadiums. I'm sure that speaks loudly to the homeowner. I can see the guy that loves his lawn because the Reds, you know, he gets his grass from the same place the Reds yeah. get theirs. <laughs> Heck yeah, who wouldn't want that? So walk me through the farming process of sod. How, what's the season like? What's the process like? And how does it go? Well, we're from Indiana, and so we raise what they call cool season grasses, which are the bluegrass and turf-type tall fescues. And the way we do things is because of what they call transition zone, which is the area, it's a little bit too far north for warm season and a little bit too far south for the best cool season. And so these tough-type tall fescues become predominant in our area. And so for the homeowner, we have a tough-type tall fescue, and we put bluegrass with it to hold it together because fescue roots won't hold sod together. And most sod farms went to using netting to hold the grass together, but we like the old letting the roots hold it together, which it takes longer to grow it that way, you know, my competition can do it in nine months. We take a year and a half, but you're getting a lot stronger root system and a light, lot tighter turf because the bluegrass is in there. It's a roughly a year and a half procedure, and we do all the seeding in the fall, and then we virtually maintain it at a high level with fertility, mowing, everything it takes to get it mature for, for sale. You said you have a small farm. What's the acreage? What kind of acreage are you working with? Uh, we're only working with 35 acres. For the sod, now we do raise corn and beans, but for the sod part, we have 35 acres for sod. And how many acres, I mean, when somebody calls and says, I need a football field worth, you can't do that too many times a year. A uh, football field is an acre and a half. Okay, all right. You don't, like on the professional level, about every five years we'll grow a crop for the Cincinnati Reds. Soccer is a lot less. We do FC Cincinnati now. They don't have the damage that professional baseball does. So we don't know how often that will be replaced. We did our first installment last year with them. So we don't know how often before they'll ever replace it. But they can renovate it a lot and keep it going. Right now, we don't have any professional football teams as of now. Most of them just saw the middle of the field. You'll notice come November and December on the teams that are winning, you a lot of times see the center of the field's replaced. You know, it's quite common that they'll go in and just replace the middles. We have a designated area on the farm that just, just for the fields, underground irrigation, and it's mowed differently, it's cared differently. Between the homeowner's yard and their expectation and the professional fields, the demands on the, that turf is obviously different. Can you educate me on that a little bit? The bluegrass is virtually only for the 
professional side because bluegrass takes more maintenance um, for the home. Um, it has a few more issues that takes more cost. So we, we use what they call tough type tall fescues with the blue in it. Um, the difference is, is the bluegrass for the professional level, we maintain an inch and a quarter in mowing height, where the homeowners, we maintain at two and three quarters, which makes it more sturdy. It, it, it can handle droughts and diseases and things like that a lot more by being mowed taller. Plus, it's a little bit more durable. It's got a little bit wider blade and more upright growth. Well, you know, bluegrass, when you mow it short, it's, it's really like a dense carpet. But, but for a home lawn, the fescue makes a beautiful lawn. It, you can drive by. It's easy to maintain. And with proper watering and care of it, you can maintain it pretty reasonable. I don't know which is more demanding, an NFL game on your turf or an eight-year-old birthday party on your turf. <laughs> both very demanding. Both maybe yep. a little different, but both very demanding. In this, are there any weeds or pests that give you a big problem as you do this? Or have you worked beyond that to the point that it's pretty isolated? No, they're constant, nonstop. We're finding the warm season weeds that we used to not have problems with are creeping in further north. And so we're getting more different kinds of weed issues and just learning how to deal with treating them, you know, just timing. and um, But we don't like using a lot of chemicals, especially on our home lawns. So we try to minimize, you know, we also want a real clean product, so... Um, it takes a couple of times a year we'll have to spray to get it stocked, you know, before it's ready to sell. And the weather has a big factor on that as well. The hotter it is, the more problems you have. You mentioned uh, irrigation that you guys have. Do you irrigate all of that, or is the weather part of your factor with that, or how does that go? Well, we're blessed to be in Indiana. You know, we average 50 inches of rain a year. Our dry spell is usually like July and August. Then we'll have to water more often. The specialty turf, we have, like Sarah said, underground irrigation. So that, that person gets watered every day because of, it's so sensitive. And is raised, that's on pure sand also, so it dries out easier. But our main fields, you know, we might water it once a week. Where we're cutting, we might do a couple times a week where we're actually harvesting and we got big guns so we can move around in water areas we need to. The homeowner, do they buy from you directly or do you supply other places people find uh, can pick up their sod and their turf? Probably most of our sod we sell, we install ourselves to, directly to the homeowner, um, but we also sell to landscapers. We don't sell to the garden stores because that lessens the quality. All of our sod is actually cut per order. We don't have any cut ahead. All of our sod is when a homeowner calls and wants sod, we'll go down and cut it. Walk me through the harvest process of this. I've seen pictures of it before. I've never seen it in person, but it looks fascinating. Well, we got multiple ways of doing it. We have the old, what they call it, old brower, which is the guy stands on the back and stacks the pallets. And those are 16 inch. So sod is cut on the sides and bottom, comes up conveyor, rolls up. And then a guy stands on the back and takes the rolls and put them onto a pallet. And so those are 16 inch wide. 
we just got to use what they call Tremo automatic stacker, which will cut 24 inch wide rolls, picks it up and stacks it on the pallet itself. So all you have is a driver for those. And then for all the athletic fields and actually most of the jobs we install, we'll use a big roll machine that cuts 42 inch wide by up to 100 feet long. And we laid with special machines that can roll it out. And that way you have a lot fewer seams and, and we can lay quicker with less people. I would think on a football field, a seam would be uh, would be a problem. That's why we like all athletic fields get the big rolls. And when we have enough people, we can lay a football field in three days easily. So I bought sod one time to do my backyard. And I was like, why, you know, we're in Arizona here. Just throw some seed out and some water and the grass comes up. It's not a big deal. But we were under time and under, you know, all those kinds of things. I thought, okay, I'll just buy some and we'll do this. I was so happy when I did it. I thought, oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. In an afternoon, I had a backyard. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I'm sure everybody that's done it thinks the same thing. Has the popularity of sod and, and lawns like that changed over the years? Yeah, yeah, we can see a lot more people just wanting the instant gratification of the side. Isn't that so right now? Isn't that exactly how you know? <laughs> coffee now, lawn now, <laughs> drive through, yeah, everything. Plus, in our area, see, it's mainly you have a, a window of one month, the month of September, for your seeding to work the best. So anything outside the window, seeds a lot of time will fail. Um, you know, either because winter kills it off, the summer before it's mature will kill it off. And so sod is the best way to guarantee you're going to have a lawn. At least in our area. Yeah, sure. In our area. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, is there a, you got a secret? You got a secret for lawn care, sod care like that for somebody putting it in? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, on our website, we have the care tips on it watering tips, um, fertilizing tips, and all that. And we also have handouts we can give them. If most people that put in the sod, will, a lot of times will have a lawn care company take care of it for them once they put it in. But. Sure. I'm one of those guys that likes to do it myself. I love to mow the yard, and I don't know why. There's something very satisfying, very homeowner, I don't know, whatever it is, but I love to mow my yard. I don't get to mow it as often as I like, but when I'm out there doing it, I'm like, you know what? This doesn't get any better than this, but that's yeah. just me. <laughs> nope, nope, it's, yeah. it's us too. There is, we have a lot of customers that that's a piece. It's kind of a yeah easy thing to do, but that smell of the new grass. Oh, and gosh. That is just a awesome feeling. Well, it is, there is, it is very satisfying. And the smell, you're right. The smell of a fresh cut lawn is amazing. Coast to coast and around the world. You're listening to Open Field Radio. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you, right? Gowan USA has a broad selection of herbicides, fungicides, and insecticides to deliver customized solutions for your crops. Gowan provides the right programs to fit your unique needs, standing behind our products with expert service and support. And Gowan USA is family-owned and operated right here in the United States of America for over 55 years. That's a long time. Check it out for yourself at gowanco.com. And now you know. Open Field Radio. Like, share, subscribe. I love to tell you about things that I like. And that's the only reason I want to tell you about them. And if you're like me, I take notes on post-it notes on anything. I'll write something down. But then what? 
I lose them, right? Well, here, if you're like me in that way, get yourself the Adobe Scan app. I love this thing. Get it on your phone, right on anything you want. That's right. Get the app out. It's Adobe. Come on. It's going to be quality. Snap a shot of your notes with the camera in the app. Bingo, bango, bongo. You save it. It's a PDF in your phone just as you wrote it. From there, you can share it or do whatever else you want to do with it. But the one thing you won't do, I promise you, you won't lose it. Adobe Scan in your favorite app store. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Open Field Radio. And now back to Open Field Radio with our guest from Master Turf, Gene and Sarah Master. What's your favorite thing about sod farming? When you go onto a person's property and they have all dirt and mud and it's, all they do is complain about that. And then within a day or two, we can transfer it from pure dirt to a beautiful lawn. And the happiness that, you know, people mm. have from that change, how instant it is more than, than, you know, same with athletic fields, you know, going onto a field that's all tore up and you go there and completely replace the field and given this beautiful field to play on. It, it just makes me so happy that we can, we can do something like that. We've had customers uh, just cry when we've installed the sod. And, and that's just the most wonderful, gratifying feeling when you know, yeah, you touched them. You know that the product that they received, they were happy for. That's what you aim for, you know, that result. I've always said that it's the grass. You know what? When I go to a baseball game, do I want to see my favorite player? Of course. Do I want to see my favorite team? Yes. Do I want to see it in my favorite stadium? Yes. But the thing that makes the biggest impact and the first thing you see is that field. And oh my gosh, it's you know you're there. It's the greatest thing ever. You look out there and go, there it is. <laughs> so high five to you guys for doing such a great job. That's fantastic. We do a thing on the show starting, in fact, this is, we're now in season three of Open Field Radio. But we do a thing on here that we just started, and it's I just call it encouraging a farmer. And didn't know if you had any thoughts for the American farmer. The farm industry right now is obviously beat up like so many things. But we need the American farmers, whether that's you guys or the corn farmer or the wheat farmer. It's all important, and the industry is important. And if you've got a thought or an encouragement to the industry, I'd love to hear it. Like I said, I, I started on my own farming in 81, so I've seen a lot of bad times. And we was raising hogs when they hit 10 cents a pound. But I say, if, if you love what you're doing, you go through bad times, but, but the love of it, it, it's something in our blood that you can handle the bad times and it keeps you going. To me, it's a different aspect than anything else because it, it, it does get into your blood. Watching things grow from when you first see that seed grow and the new life coming, it's, it's just a feeling like nothing else. And so I would just tell the farmers, if, if that's something that's really in your heart, you'll have no problem surviving the bad times. If someone wants to find you, wants to look at your product, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, probably is the best is masterturf.com on our website and then all our contact information's on that we look forward to talking to anyone and and even just to call and say hey i've got this problem this situation we like to give advice you know it's not always for a sale it's mm -hmm. it, we're here for advising people on how to do things the sod industry and the farming industry have both been great to us and we've been very thrilled to be part of it and extremely blessed to have the opportunity to deal with a professional level 
we're probably the smallest sod farm known around the world because we've actually had a guy from Australia come to stay with us because of this product. I've had farms from England calling us asking about it. And I spent three weeks in Qatar doing an Olympic stadium. I've been around the world with this product too. So for how small we are, we're from a small town of only 2,500 people. And, and a small farm that was a family farm. The family farm is still alive and well in America. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to Open Field Radio from Gowan Company. Like, share, subscribe, review. Everywhere podcasts are found. The views and opinions expressed by the guests of Open Field Radio are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of the program. All rights reserved. No duplication or redistribution without permission.